Welcome to Wrestling News Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC. My name is Anthony Hammett, and this is what would typically be the Raw reaction. But today we got a special treat for you. We're going to cover the Royal Rumble and all the fallout has occurred from it for this week. We want to thank everybody that's listening to us on Max Sports Channel and Power Station FM. If you're listening to us online, you can catch us at WrestlingNewsRadio.blogspot.com. While you're there, you can check out all of our social media and download us on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a subscribe and rate. We would greatly appreciate it. I got with me today the usual suspect, Brian Kaufman. Brian, welcome to the show. Good to have you back, buddy. And uh, did you watch the Royal Rumble? Good to be back. It feels like it's been a while. I did watch the, the Royal Rumble. I actually enjoyed it. It uh, had some good matches in it, especially the uh, the Owens versus Dean Ambrose. But overall, yeah, I liked it. I was extremely shocked that they started the show with that match, and nothing else from the night topped it. But at the same time, I know why they did, because they got the crowd into it. The spots they had in this were insane. I typically don't believe that you could have a last man stand band. Last man stand manding. Last man standing match. Wow, that's so hard to say. In the pre-impeaching era. But they pulled it off. And how did you feel about that overall? Overall, not not too bad. They, I think they ex- executed it fairly well. The spot at the end where Owens went through the table, it's fairly believable that the human being can go from what? six, eight feet from in the air through two tables and not stand back up immediately. That was that, yeah, that was one of the believable finishes where as soon as that happened, I was like, well, the match is over. He's not getting up from that. The thing that I found intriguing was later in the night in the Royal Rumble, we have Kevin Owens coming out there limping pretty much on one leg and competing really, really hard in the Rumble. Uh, we'll get uh, in the big mystery reveal later on of AJ Styles that he threw AJ out of the rumble, which is going to be big heat on Kevin. But doesn't that seem like something a baby face would do to you? It does. But at the same time, the type of fighter that Owens is, he's not fighting for respect. He's not fighting to gain anybody's sympathy or for them to like him. He knew going in there that that was his chance for gold. And so he lost it to Dean and he lost his chance to get it back from Dean earlier than night. So like JBL says, Owens is a prize fighter. So the only reason he was limping his way to the ring was to get gold back around his waist. I agree that the spot to the table is really awesome, but probably my second favorite spot is when Dean has uh, Kevin on the top rope and he throws that chair and it wraps around Kevin's head. I don't know how they managed to do that, but Owen sold that so well by falling and staggering with the chair wrapped around his head. That was a pretty awesome spot. Overall, this is what I'm going to give the Royal Rumble match of the night. What do you think? Yeah, overall, I would say that would be definitely the match that stole the show, you know, separately from the, the Royal Rumble itself. But to start the match with that, or I mean, to start the pay-per-view with that, like you said, it was kind of odd, but it's to set the momentum of the pay-per-view. Unfortunately, they may not have kept that momentum. So, yeah, definitely the match of the night. 
They definitely didn't keep the momentum, but I, like I said, I agree with the psychology of having it go on first. For the simple fact that it got the crowd into it. We come out next with the New Day, and they have a new Francesca, Francesca 2.0. And it was a typical match you had between these two. They never really disappoint. Although, I gotta be honest, I'm so tired of seeing the New Day and the Usos. I don't think we're done with it yet, though. I think that's just because we have a lack of tag teams in the WWE that are legitimate. Uh, then he hits the big ending by catching up Lion Uso in midair. That was an impressive finish, and it was a clean win for the Usos. Later on on Monday night, we see The Rock in a controversial segment that we will get to later with the New Day, and the Usos come out for the save. Brian, first off, uh, were you okay with the tag match at the Royal Rumble, and do you think that we're going to have a six-man at some point with uh, Dwayne Johnson? Uh, I don't know if his movie deals are going to allow a, a tag match between them. It would be pretty awesome. However, I will agree with you that it's kind of getting boring watching the same tag teams go against each other. But I guess we'll have to wait until some people come up from NXT before we actually get some legit tag teams in the roster again. Overall, the match wasn't bad. It's kind of seemed pointless to me, though. It's felt that way for a while, because the Usos haven't got the belt, and it doesn't seem like they're going to. Yet and still, they keep getting title shots. Well, and like you said, the tag teams in NXT are not uh, far behind from catching up, and when they do get up there, they're going to bypass everybody. We're going to move on to the U.S. title match. Kalisto gets his belt back from Del Rio. Del Rio has an injury that we found out, and he is out of action so that's probably why he went ahead and dropped the title. With that being said, I don't really know why he won it back the first time. And this was the botchiest match out of all the three that they've had. Brian, what are your thoughts on this feud, and are you glad that it's over? I'm glad the feud's over. I don't understand why they had him win the title just to lose the title the very next night. And then WWE spoiled the ending themselves by putting the taping results on their website two days before SmackDown even airs. But I'm not creative. It's not my job to make those decisions. However, he wins it again at the Royal Rumble. Thankfully, uh, he won it. I don't know that it was because of his injury, but if it wasn't, thankfully he won it that night before Del Rio got injured and had to vacate it. But the feud was all right. I'm looking forward to see where they're going to go, where they're going to take Kalisto when Sin Cara returns. He's over, so I don't feel like you need to put him in a tag team. If anything, you need to make Sin Cara take that mask off and call him Hunico, which is who he is, and that's what I think they should do. But they're probably not going to go that route. I feel like that whatever they do, though, Kalisto needs to be Kalisto and only Kalisto. He doesn't need anybody else still in his shine because right now, you're pretty much out of faces. Uh, everybody's either injured on the shelf or everybody's healed. So you got to find a face that somebody can get behind, and they were looking for that Latino person, and I feel like they have it in Kalisto. So wait. Unico is uh, Sin Cara. I thought he was one of the Los Matadores. 
No, sir. That would be Primo and Epico. That's right. Well, that's kind of weird. Okay. Hunico used to come out riding on the bicycle. And whenever Mr. Viz, like, remember when they did the El Negro Sincara versus the White Sincara? They literally did that. They did, they, I don't know why they would call it that. But they had the Black Sincara versus the White Sincara. The Black Sincara with Hunico, they fired the White Sincara, and they put Hunico under the mask and just called him Sincara. And they call Hulk Hogan racist. Yeah, pretty WWE. We're going to get Hulk Hogan later on, too. Well, we got a lot to get into. Heard Hulk Hogan made an appearance on Raw. He did. He's lost a lot of weight, too. Not doing steroids anymore, apparently. Uh, Charlotte faced Becky, and this match ended in awkward fashion, as we would all think. Ric Flair got to lip lock Becky. I'm pretty sure he wrote that spot into the match. It distracts Becky enough, because why wouldn't it, to get the loss. And after the match, Sasha Banks comes out to one of the loudest pops of the night. She kicks Becky out of the ring and tells her this is her ring and it isn't her time. And we get the stare down with Charlotte. And it feels just like this is going to be a fear that it's going to lead to a triple threat to me. As we will get to later on Raw, where they followed it up. Is Becky going to be... Getting the title here by WrestleMania. Or is it going to be Charlotte retaining? Or will Sasha Banks finally have her moment? Honestly, if I get a triple threat at WrestleMania between those three, I really don't care who wins. Because we're all winners. As far as the feud between the three, it's amazing. Probably one of the best feuds they've had in a while between the women there. I would love to see triple threat, and it almost seems like it's it needs to be a triple threat at this point because they're setting it up so nicely. But Sasha Banks coming out, like you said, one of the biggest pops of the night. Just her coming out there and whooping ass to me was a great moment for the pay per view. Um, it was it was needed. The crowd has been chanting, "We want Sasha for a while," and them keeping her off this long has made us want her more and more. I feel bad for Becky, because Becky, I feel like he's going to be the odd person out as far as where the title goes. This is going to lead to Sasha Banks being the overface with the title, and she's going to wind up dropping that thing once Bailey comes up to Bailey, because they love the Sasha Bailey feud. But like Brian said, these women in a match together, they might hang up steal the show at WrestleMania, which is hard for a woman's match to say. But every time these ladies are in the ring together, they put on a five-star match. Yeah, they, they definitely do. And as far as them showcasing on WrestleMania, that would be one hell of a match. And just to see the match itself, like I said, would be would be pretty awesome. Can a Demon's match ever main event WrestleMania? Yes. Brian said yes. I'm going to say no. But maybe if they had some Ronda Rousey in it, it would be a big difference. But I don't think that will be the case. I, I just don't think that they would do that. Do, but do I think the woman's match going to have the best match on the card? Absolutely. We're going to move on to the Royal Rumble. As we said, it was the match that everybody watches the Royal Rumble for. And they gave us the big surprise early. We had Rusev come out at number two. And Roman Reigns threw him out right before the 
two-minute thing went off, and it's Roman sitting in the corner, looking at music we haven't heard before. Roman looked puzzled. We all look puzzled. And the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, comes out. Yes, I said the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, because that is what the WWE is going to allow him to be. Brian, did you expect him to be in the Rumble, and did you expect him to come out that early if you did? I did expect him to be in the Rumble. This just was an event that snow and ice storms was not going to keep AJ Styles from leaving Georgia, our hometown, by the way, to go to the pay-per-view in Florida. It it wasn't going to happen. I was watching it with a buddy of mine. Music hit. And Roman's facial expressions were great. I was jumping out of my seat, dude. Seeing him come out, it was surreal. And for him to be able to come out as the phenomenal one on top of that, even better. It was it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it a lot. He has had the most downloaded theme music in the matter of one week on YouTube and iTunes of any superstar they've ever had. People just can't get enough of this. The problems that WWE kind of ran into, and they almost put themselves in a corner on Monday night with AJ Styles, he can't talk at all, okay? And when he said, I've turned the WWE upside down, the crowd didn't pop the way I think he wanted them to pop, and when that happened, he can tell the awkwardness on AJ's face. And that's when the promos start going sour. Are you familiar with a lot of his TNA promos? I am. That was actually part of the reason that I watched TNA. That's really the only reason I watched TNA, him and Samoa Joe. But yeah, I'm pretty familiar with him. He doesn't talk very much, and rightfully so. I think part of it is his, his dialect. He's got that southern drawl to his voice. But they have voice actors, so... Yeah, that. and it's, it's not something that can't be fixed, that's for sure. TNA obviously doesn't have voice actors because he was there for a long time and his promos never got better. He does get thrown out by Kevin Owens, and I would say that's going to lead to a great end, except for we had the return of Sami Zayn, who of course went right for Kevin Owens. It looks like that Zayn is going to get Owens first, wouldn't you think, or is there a possible triple threat on the way? I don't know that I would would even start booking or looking in the direction of booking a triple threat with them. We have too many, right? Like, we have so many triple threats lined up. It's one of those, you don't want to give everybody what they want at the beginning. Like, you don't want to give it to them all at once. So you tease a, a stare down, you know, at another pay-per-view with Reigns and Owens when they had that battle royal. And then you tease a feud with Owens and you know AJ Styles, but you don't just give it to him. Now you've got Sami Zayn coming back. Owens is going to be a big year for Owens. And when Rollins does return and gets his belt back, if I'm, I've said it before, it will be Owens who takes it off of him. I'm going to disagree. I feel like Kevin Owens is going to be the guy that they rely on to have good matches and good feuds at that 9.30 to 10 o'clock hour, but I don't feel like he's going to beat for titles. I just feel like 
They're gonna have him in feuds where he's attacked somebody and they're pissed off and they come out after him and that's what it's gonna lead to. I want Kevin Owens to have a belt more than anything. And when Rollins comes back, that would be awesome. I did hear, and we'll get to this later on the uh, rumor show, that Seth may be coming back sooner than expected. I don't think that means WrestleMania. I can't picture Seth being ready by WrestleMania. If he is, though, what do you do with Seth Rollins? If he's back by WrestleMania, the only thing you could really have him do is interfere, or possibly a special referee between Triple H and whoever wins the Triple Threat. I mean, that's really all you can do. Because you don't want to risk him getting injured again that quickly. Yeah, I completely agree. I, w- I, do- I don't want Seth to rush himself back just because it feels like he has to. We'll get into this also on the uh, rumor show. The injuries in WWE right now are insane. Like, I mean, it was a running joke at first, but... Now they probably have more people on the injured list than they do on the active list. It used to be a running joke, but they're also injured that they can't run anymore. They're, they're in wheelchairs like me now. I could race them all in wheelchair races. <laughs> We're going to get to the finish of the match, which I was shocked by. Triple H throws Roman Reigns out cleanly. The crowd did not back Roman, obviously, as they always do in a rumble. And they popped when Triple H threw him out. WWE did a nice job editing out the foul language of the MF. Him and Roman were cussing each other out here in that stare down. You really made us believe that they hate each other. And they leave Dean Ambrose as the last guy, which I just did not expect. The crowd popped for it. That I guess that was for the crowd. What was your thoughts on the psychology at the ending, Brian? Well, you remember when the League of Nations came and attacked Roman and pulled him out of the ring, and they did the whole, oh, let's put him on a stretcher and take him to the back. Yeah, yeah, I left that out. They did the whole Roman, you're in the rumble for 58 minutes, but you're only really going to be in it for about 18. Well, rumor has it, I know it's not the rumor show, rumor has it, they took him out of the Royal Rumble, not to progress any storylines, but to take him in the back and reassess the new ending that was going to have Triple H throw Roman out and have Dean and Triple H as the last two, as opposed to Reigns and Triple H as the last two, simply because the crowd was so behind Triple H and booing the hell out of Reigns that they were afraid the crowd would cheer Triple H and boo Reigns and be glad that Triple H won. So they put him against Dean to give Dean that underdog story so that they would cheer somebody other than Triple H. Now, was the finish going to be Roman winning originally? The finish was originally going to be the same. However, the last two men in the ring was going to be Triple H and Roman Reigns. But halfway through the Rumble, they realized that the crowd didn't like Reigns very much. And they decided, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're afraid that Reigns is going to get so much heat that the crowd's actually going to be happy that Triple H won, which is the complete opposite of what they were wanting to do. But then they're putting off the inevitable because whenever Reigns does win, they're not going to like it. Well, maybe not Orlando but or Miami, but... 
the crowd in Dallas may. Maybe. I, I still feel like turning Roman Hill is the best choice. <laughs> and they have an opportunity to do so here at Vaseline. And if we're going to find out here, what, well, we, we've already been away, so we'll just go ahead and get into it. At the Fastlane main event, and we'll find out on the rumor show, Dean Ambrose might be the one turning heel here, and that makes no sense to me. He is the guy that people are popping for right now, and they boo the crap out of Roman while when he swapped the roles. It really makes no sense. The only thing that would benefit Dean at this point being heel is that he could do more and probably make it seem more believable. But storyline purposes, it doesn't make sense. It just, for trying to get Roman over as badly as they're trying to right now, it wouldn't make sense for that at least. They're so hell-bent on getting Roman over that they've forgotten what got his cousin over. When the crowd booed the crap out of Rocky Baivia with the die, Rocky die chance, they turned him into corporate rock. And after a while, we loved Corporate Rock, because he was so great at being Corporate Rock. It fixes itself, and they just don't get it. They, it's like they get amnesia, like you said at the Rumble. They didn't know that Rumble Reigns was gonna, Roman Reigns was going to be booed at the Rumble. Really? You didn't know Roman Reigns was going to be booed at the Rumble? Where have you been the last three years? Yeah, I guess they thought that the same crowd that was cheering for... Uh... Liaki back in uh, SCW was the same crowd in Miami that night. It ain't. They don't like the guy. So you're going to have to figure out a different way. So far, they were doing pretty good getting him over. You know, you, the authority events come out and say, we don't like Roman Reigns. So he doesn't deserve the title. Okay. Crowd's like, you know what? We don't like Roman Reigns either, but we don't like you. So. Good, you know, good reverse psychology. Now we like Reigns, but you're still force feeding him to everybody, and unless you have him turn on uh, Dean at Fastlane, there's the reaction's going to be the same. I mean, until you actually give them a reason to hate him, he's not going to get over. Yeah, Fastlane. That's what I would do. Not only would I have Reigns steal the dial cheaply. But as Ambrose is going to get up, you have him, you know, pick him up, and then knock him out with the belt. You know, you got to do something that's hellish. And if Ambrose is the one to do that, I'm sorry. I will admit that I made the wrong call whenever the Shield originally broke up. I said Ambrose should have turned, and I couldn't believe they did Rollins. But they made the right call with Rollins, and I'll give them credit there. But this is the wrong call. It just is. Yeah, no, I agree. If it is what they're doing, it's the wrong call. There's so many factors involved with a triple threat with each person's character. You have them going against Brock and Dean Ambrose, who Brock is tiptoeing right now. He might as well be a face. Yeah, I'm, I'm ruling Brock out. Brock's not winning. The, the Wyatts are going to find a way to screw him over. No, I agree. Brock's not winning, but there are so many dynamics that can play into how he loses. It could be... Brock Lesnar hits Dean with an F5. The Wyatts attack Bray. I mean, the Wyatts attack Brock. And maybe Roman learns from what Rollins did to him at WrestleMania and takes advantage of the fact that Dean's down and steals a victory, so to speak. Even that would be a heel move. I agree. So 
Triple H won in the Rumble. Is that the only outcome you think that could have happened? Did you see it coming? And uh, would you have done anything else? I will go and say it like this. If it wasn't for the spoilers online and everybody saying it, I probably wouldn't have thought about it simply because I try to think outside the box and sometimes WWE creative does not. So I all, honestly, all the time WWE creative does not basically. So, I mean, when you look back at it in retrospect, yeah, it's the only one that seems like it would have made sense for them to go to go with, but there's a ton of different options that could have went. But, I mean, you've got so many people injured, too. What are you going to do? I mean, it's not many options you had. Yeah, and this is, obviously, they wanted to lean into Roman Reigns and Triple H being in the spotlight at Mania. This is how they're going to get to it. We'll just see where it goes. Monday Night Raw was going to be the fallout from the Royal Rumble. We start the show with the authority, Stephanie and Vince walking out. They bring Triple H out. They gloat about having their new champion. He's the guy in their back pocket. He is not going to fight at Fastlane, because why would he? And instead at Fastlane, supposedly, the best performers in the matches of the night that we had were going to be fighting for the number one contendership. It turns out, as we said earlier, that Roman, Dean, and Brock are going to be those guys, and Brock isn't even on Monday Night Raw, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Thanks a lot for nothing. I felt insulted. Brian, you all right with how they set it up? Yes, only because who's really going to complain that Brock Lesnar is in the main event? Really. Okay, but don't tell me that all these matches are going to set it up when you already know when it is. Like, really? Like them coming out and doing that really botchy segment, the Monday Night Raw before uh, World Rumble? We're like, okay, we're going to draw and see who gets number one. Yeah, that was awful. Horrible. That was pathetic. And then they did it like four times, like all four Roman. We were like, we get it. We get it. I could see that with Paul Heyman in the picture and his power of negotiation, that he was in the back somewhere negotiating with uh, Stephanie McMahon about a deal where he gets inserted into the triple threat. So... I love when them two are on camera together because you know that they genuinely don't like each other and you can feel the tension and it, it's just really good for TV. It, it really is. And like you said, you can tell that it's not just chemistry, that it's legit. You know, it, it's really there. Yeah, she yeah. ran Paul off. Like, he was the reason she left. Yeah, that. Their storylines are all always pretty cool when they're uh, together. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, that's the only reason I could think they would put him in the the main event. But then again, like I said, you got him turning face. What better way to really seal the deal than to have the wives family take his WrestleMania moment away from him? That's probably exactly what's going to happen. We had the social outcast come out. And get into a controversy with Flo Rider. Flo Rider and Heath Slater had some history. Heath Slater jumped over the uh, outside to the barrier and told him, don't make me mad, stay right there. 
And then instigated FlowRunner to hop over the barrier without his buddies and go in there at a four-on-one, which made no sense. They weren't going to beat him down, though. They wanted to beat him at his own game of Battle Rap. And it wasn't going to be Heath Slater. It wasn't going to be Bo Rada. And, folks, if you didn't watch Monday Night Raw and you want a good laugh, watch this segment because FlowRunner lost at his own game. His rep sucked. And Bo Dallas crushed him. He killed him. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. I mean, I'm not a big Flo Rida fan anyway. So I wasn't expecting much. And I'm sorry that his theme song is the theme song for WrestleMania. I really do. I'm sorry will... that The Rock is attached to him. Definitely. I will add, though, that it was two days after... Raw aired, and you already know this, Anthony, that I just now realized what Bo Dallas meant when he said that Florida was after was named after a horrible state. That is Florida. Yeah, I don't know how Brian never got that, but when he sent me that text message, I was literally befuddled. Brian did not know that Florida uh, put together is Florida, but... I guess you have to write it down or see it written down to actually notice it. I saw it written down. It was actually on the website for WWE.com. And I, I noticed it when it was spelled out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of Flo Rider's rap, which he didn't have a rhyme for, so he just tried to make one up. You don't have any skills. Welcome to Dudleyville. And the Dudley come out. And take care of him real quick, and they celebrate with Flo Rida in the ring, which was, again, awkward. I, I'm going to bring you back to my original question. Why the hell is Flo Rida allowed to jump the barrier? Isn't that, like, not allowed? Well, see, they let Stephen Amell, so I guess they have to let him. So if you're a superstar outside of WWE, you're allowed to jump the barrier. Just letting all you know that if you feel like getting involved, help yourself. Well, I mean, they had they had Ricky uh, Ricky Rose in the back. Touche. We move on after that segment, which was actually pretty funny for what it was. Owen meeting Ziggler again. There's no need to even talk about it because why would we? It's not going to be anything that goes anywhere. They end that with AJ Styles promo in the back, which was cut short, thank God, by Chris Jericho. I don't mean doesn't realize it yet, but AJ Styles just can't talk, as we said earlier. They'll realize it soon enough if they keep putting him in positions like that. I like how Jericho came off as the hillish, telling him that this is the big leagues, and this is your shot, Junior. Slapped him on the chest. That was pretty awesome of Jericho, and he wound up being hill later on, too, on the highlight reel, where they finally connect the dots with Ambrose and Reigns, where he turned them over. The match itself, it was kind of sloppy to me. I really expected more. It was slow-paced. But AJ got the win without doing his finisher. That was another thing that I just don't know why they kept delaying. AJ Styles and Jericho, uh, were you hyped for it? Did it live up to your expectations? I was hyped for it. No, it didn't really live up to my expectations. Simply because Jericho is not in the kind of shape that he used to be. And so it kind of felt sluggish based on his performance a little bit. However, Jericho is an icon in, in the wrestling business, as is AJ Styles in its own right. 
but mainly on the independent circuit, obviously. So high purposes, it was a really good match. As far as how they delivered, it wasn't what I was expecting. I think if Jericho was probably the Lionheart Chris Jericho back in WCW, that would have been one hell of a match. As Jericho said, AJ was able to meet a six-time world champion cleanly. So while it wasn't with a finish, I have to give credit where it's due. It's a pretty decent debut for AJ Styles. Sasha and Becky wrestled, uh, and it was a pretty decent match up until the point that Charlotte interfered. It looked like Becky was about to tap Charlotte out, or Sasha out, and Charlotte was able to break that up. That leads to the trouble thread, as we discussed earlier. We're all looking forward to that. Bray Wyatt destroying Kane, as usual. I don't know why we had a Kane-Bray Wyatt match, but we did. I'm guessing that's because Brock Lesnar wasn't there, and they had to do something to make Bray look strong. Is there any chance that Bray Wyatt meets Brock Lesnar at Mania? Absolutely. You have the entire Wyatt family. I mean, it's, it's possible someone comes in and interferes. Bray Wyatt will get the, the face sympathy because he got his ass kicked by four people. But who knows? They also had Brock Lesnar run straight through the entire Wyatt family at the Rumble. So, it's possible. We get to the biggest controversial segment in the night, and boy, was it controversial. The Rock likes to come out and do things and leave because he's not going to be uh, responsible for anything that happens. The WWE has been outlandish this week for sexism by the feminists of the world, and The Rock got into hot water himself for going off script. He pulls up, well, they teach us with The Miz at first. The Miz acted like he was the superstar that we were all waiting on, and The Rock comes in flying in a truck, which I thought was Stone Cold Steve Austin, because only Austin does that, but it's not. It's The Rock. And he has a segment walking from the back to the arena and cutting a promo that felt like the entire old school Rock. He got lines in with Lana that were very, 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 very sexist. And, Brian, what was your thoughts on the promo up to that point? I'll say that. Do you think that they stepped over the bounds? No, that that's nothing even close to stepping over the boundaries. That's That was good old school, pre-PG era, attitude era, greatness. And it wasn't even attitude era. It was just toned down attitude era. I thought it was great. It made me laugh. That was probably one of the first Raws I've seen in a while that was just, it was refreshing to watch. And he did it all in like one take, so it's even better. And did it live, and it's the ratings don't lie. They did a 4.0. People finally watched enough to get a 4.0, and yet people are going to complain about this. I hope WWE does more of this because this is what makes people want to watch. And I have a feeling that the people that complain are going to be the corporate people, and they may tone it down. I hope not. This is why I've said it before that WWE went downhill when they become a publicly traded company because now Vince is not just the the boss. He has people to answer to regardless of what people want to think. 
I mean, it's his, it's his business at the end of the day, but if you've got shareholders now, you've got bosses. Well, The Rock realized he never had to answer anything because he went off script. I noticed earlier in the night that the crowd had somebody dressed up as Hogan, as Macho, and The Rock, and they were front and center, and WWE made it a point, actually, middle of the show to move them away from the camera side. But when The Rock noticed them, The Rock had to go up to them and have a conversation with them. The crowd ate it up. I saw no problem with it. But I knew when one of the Hulk Hogan people were there that Vince wasn't going to like it. And Vince did not like it. Vince was okay with the sexist stuff, because why wouldn't he be? But he didn't like the Hogan thing at all. Do you think The Rock is going to have any repercussions for this? I don't, because he's The Rock. No. The Rock is not going to have any repercussions for this whatsoever. If anything else, he probably needs to demand more money on this next appearance. I mean, could you could you picture The Rock doing that same entrance on like WrestleMania? That's what it to me felt like. I could see The Rock doing that for that, WrestleMania. That entrance was insane. Like I I was sitting here watching it with Mark from the podcast, and I said, "Man, like how many people?" can cut a promo from behind the gorilla position and interact with the crowd and have them interact back. And you know that in the matter of five seconds when he's done talking, that music's going to hit and he's going to walk out. I can't even imagine the electricity within that building that was flowing through his body. Yeah, no, that was, that was crazy. I don't know who came up with it or whose idea it was. It could have been just his. Either way... Going off the script was probably the best thing that could have happened to Raw that night. As you said, numbers don't lie. And it was really cool that The Rock was actually listening to the crowd. And he hesitated. He wasn't going to mention it. Because you know he saw them. So the crowd's pointed out. And he looks over at them. He's like, no, I'm not going to say anything. And they keep saying it and keep saying it. There's kind of like peer pressure, I guess, if you will. And he's like, okay, so we're, we're going to go off script. Vince probably had a heart attack. He oh, probably... oh, my God. Oh, he, I feel bad for Michael Cole's ears because he was getting screamed at. Could you imagine, like, the cursing that Dunn was probably doing in the back? <laughs> Man, oh, my God. I wish they had up with a WWE special one day where we, like, had behind-the-scenes footage and we get to see that. That'd be amazing. Or, like, a mic'd up. Like they have on the NFL. You say this is the best part, and maybe it was, but I disagree because the best part to me was when I heard, Oh, Rocky, don't you dare be sour. I went crazy because I knew we were about to get The Rock in the New Day. The Rock, if he didn't cross the line with Lana, he crossed the line with New Day. He said they had llama penises on their head, which left wait, the crowd. Wait, you... What? You can't, you can't say that. No, you can't say that. I know, you can't, you, can't say say you can't say penis. You can't say, you can't say penis. You can't say penis. You can't say penis. But that, the problem is, every like, little eight-year-old in the crowd was shitting llama penis. Like, I, I get it, Brad. I get where the rock has got to be the rock. But at the same time, I feel like that needs to be heel rock. When you're face rock and you got the fans behind you and the little kids behind you, Biggie's right. You can't say llama penises. Okay. 
you know that like every 13 year old kid probably went home and hashtag llama penis on everything. Like I bet llama penis it uh, was on Twitter. It was probably tr- trending on Twitter. Trending worldwide, like everything the rock does. Llama penis. Now, could you imagine if Roman Reigns was in his position and said, "Y'all were just walking around with tater tots in your pants and llama penises on your head"? Would yep. he get a big? Would he get a big pop too? No, the, the tater tots thing didn't last. So you think if he said they had llama penises on their head? No, like, no, no. The Rock is the only person that can make people chant. The Rock can tell us to chant Rooney Tooney Booney like the Jericho does, and we wouldn't do it because The Rock told us to. Because The Rock says. Yeah, uh, The Rock says, no, you damn rule. Uh, New Day says he did it for The Rock. He did it for the people, but he did it for the paycheck. Play it off the Rikishi thing, which I loved. Their interaction with it was great. The Uso come out to help, as we said. And there might be a six-man tag at some point. Overall, though, we need more segments like that. Because, like we said, it drew a 4.0. People were watching. It got people interested. And usually, we're always around the 2.5 margin. Numbers don't lie, folks. Keep it up. Brian, apparently, Total Nevis is going to be integrated in Raw now. And, as we all know, Total Nevis is recorded six months in advance. So I don't really know why they're giving me actual show heat and matches, but that's what they're doing. Paige and Natty are cool now, I guess. Uh, let's just forget about Paige attacking her in the back a couple of months ago. And Paige has an issue with Foxy on the show. Paige gets the clean finish. This match bored me to death. What about you? Yeah, no, it was pretty boring. It was kind of weird when Paige came out with Natty last week. It was weird when she came out with her this week. It's just weird, because isn't she supposed to be like the anti-diva? Yeah, she cleanly attacked her in the locker room. Like, we all saw Natty laying there dead, and Paige walking out of her locker room. Yeah, but Natty is a heart, so she forgets things easily. They've been hitting the head too many times. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even going there. I can't do it. <laughs> Kalisto fought the Miz in a non-title match. Kalisto got the win. Not really anything to see here. No reason to get into it even more. Uh, Reigns and Ambrose took out Sheamus and Rusev. They are going to be going to fast lane. Brock Lesnar is going to be their opponent. Triple threat. Brian, your thoughts on Raw overall? How was it? You want to know which one of those four people ain't going to WrestleMania? Who's that? Sheamus. Sheamus, folks, as we're going to get into the uh, rumor show. The League of Nations is down to one. Um, they're all hurt but Rusev. So, and so it's, it's the League of Nations. And I would also like to point out that at the Royal Rumble, Lana told Rusev to do something impressive. So he took the TV monitor off the wall in the back and proclaimed himself the new TV champion. So he needs to be walking around with that TV. That would make great television. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's the new TV champion, exactly. So, uh, Raw overall, though, uh, were you okay with the fallout from Royal Rumble? Yeah. I, I can I can legitimately say yes. I enjoyed Raw. And it's been a long time coming for me to be able to say that. But it was really good. I enjoyed the fallout. Uh, Did we have a match of the night? I mean, I guess we could say AJ and Y2J, but... There wasn't really, this match, this, tonight was all about fallout. It wasn't really about wrestling. 
match of the night, we'll, we'll go ahead and give it to the phenomenal one because technically his first match in the WWE, I'm going to say that because it required a pinfall or submission to win. That was the highlight of my night. Also, you know, seeing Sasha, Sasha Banks is always a plus. So it's a win-win situation at that point, sir. I'm going to completely agree. On SmackDown, which we had following Raw, the New Day started the show, and they referred to all the insults the Rock had thrown at him. Biggie called him Doo-Doo Mouth to Wayne, which I just lost it over. The Miz comes out and signs from the New Day because he was insulted by the Rock as well. And the Yusos come out and say they brought out back up with Titus and Dolph. I guess they're a tag team now as well, because we're going to get an eight-man tag. Now that they were missing is Teddy Long to make this match official. Dolph and Titus get the finish here instead of the Usos, and they do it on the Miz. If you're going to have an eight-man tag, and you're going to have a finish, why does nobody in the tag team division involved in the finish? Because creatively, that makes too much sense. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, if Titus and Ziggler, if they're a tag team, could you call them the Zigzags? There's only certain people that may get that joke, and I'm not referring to his finisher. Oh, uh, WWE may try to do that and get a lawsuit and process of it, but we'll see. They'll come out in little yellow tights. Oh my god. <laughs> Kalisto and Neville fought. Uh, this was a title match, I think. I'm not quite sure. I do know that it was pretty sloppy considering. You got two high flyers, though, so you can't really expect too much technical. Uh, Neville goes for one of his Germans, and Kalisto was able to turn it into the Salino del Sol. For the win, and they shake hands afterwards. Can you see this being a few down the road at some point? I don't know. They're both too damn nice. It's hard to see one of them being heel. Although Neville was heel in NXT. He did a pretty damn good job at it. So Yeah, he really did. I liked Neville when he was heel. I just don't know how he could pull it off and go to me. As long as you keep both of them off the mic, you're good. True. I, I can't understand the word Neville says. and Well... The other one is Kalisto. He's, at least he speaks better English than Rey Mysterio. He probably speaks better English than Neville, to be honest with you. Uh, Jericho does the highlight reel, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, they try to make Ambrose and Reigns look like they're friends. Thank God they addressed Jericho stabbing them in the back. I really, really thought they were never going to collect that up. The Wyatt come out, and we're getting a rematch later on. What the hell? We're going to see this match again, like he just referred to them stabbing him in the back, and we're going to see the same match from before. What was the logic here? There probably wasn't. It was just the TV taping, and they had to fill some time. You're being way too honest, Brian. Way too honest. Social Outcast comes out, and they call out AJ Styles for stealing Curtis Axel and Rumble Shine. And they want a match with AJ, and AJ has one with him. It was quick and easy, and AJ hit the Styles Clash. There, that Curtis Axel is going to be pretty much the jobber of the group, wouldn't you say? Wait, isn't that like a double negative kind of? I mean, they're all jobbers, but he's, they, he's the jobber of the jobber. 
So that's like being the smartest kid in the dumb class, right? Wait, first off, we can't call them jobbers, or else we'll get like banned from WWE, like uh, Big Josh did. So. Oh, the the Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. He he learned his lesson the hard way. Apparently, he was writing all kind of sympathetic tweets out there last week. So he won't be ben- forgiven from the boys. He could be like, well, at least we got a job to job to. <laughs> nice. Uh, Charlotte beat Natalia really quick, but it was a very technical match for what it was. The match was only four minutes long, and I don't know how, because they got a lot of reversals in it. Flair causes an distraction that allows Charlotte to put in the figure eight, and it's just another way to make Charlotte look strong uh, with Flair causing the distraction. Do you feel like the heel build of Charlotte is working? It's working. I don't think that people can... They're not really going to hate Ric Flair. So, he's doing all the dirty work, but she's the one that's catching the heat. So, I would say that, yeah, it's working pretty well. She's not playing the hill very well, but maybe she just doesn't have that experience yet. I don't don't know. It's just not believable that she's the hill. I think she's doing well with it, but I think it's going to take off to another level. When she turns on Flair. Because we want to like Ric Flair. The crowd doesn't want to boo Ric Flair. But if she turns on her father. Then she gets that big, big mega heat. We should see David. Can we see David come out? That would be nice. But only if we get Stacey Keebler too. And Shane? Shane may be back in the WWE. I heard they might be working on a DVD for him coming up. So... That could be a possibility at some point. Do you realize how big of a pop that guy is going to get? Have you seen any recent pictures of him? He looks older than Vince. That's that's fine. He won't be flying off the Titan Trons this, this time around. No, but... no, he will not. <laughs> or else it'll be the last time he flies off of anything. So, uh, Goldust is still pursuing our truth. He did on Monday night as well in a little segment. This time he's stalking our truth while our truth is out jogging. This feels a lot to me, like the PG version of him hunting down Booker T, but it was entertaining to me nonetheless. Are you uh, okay with these two trying to form something together? Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, Golden Truth. You got to think though, if the ratings were higher and they were still back in the Attitude Era, they wouldn't go with the name R-rated instead. But you know, again, that's just me trying to be creative and. Think outside the box. WWE, if you're listening, I'll give you my phone number and my email. You can give me a job. Wrestling Good Radio. Contact is there. We'll be ready for you. Follow us on Facebook. <laughs> the Wyatt get DQ'd in the six-man tag. Who the heck saw that coming? They meet down on everybody, and that leads to the big show coming out. And he squares off with Braun Strowman, cleans house with the rest of the crew, Standing tall with Bra- uh, Reigns, Ambrose, Jericho, and Show. Big Show is apparently facing him for the 497th time. We're going to get him and Strowman. I think everybody knew that was coming anyway. Are you uh, shocked by Big Show turning facing him? Because I was, and I don't really care. Honestly, I didn't know that he turned back heel from the last time he was faced. Um... It's kind of cool that we got to see Jericho reunite. But other than that, 
It really didn't matter to me. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, whatever it is, Big Chef Strowman, that's great. That'll do. Uh, so overall, Brian, I'm going to have him grade WWE, Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, everything in general. And we were going to give it a grade. Where would you go? If I was going to grade them overall throughout the week, I would not even consider SmackDown because you pretty much gave me SmackDown without having to watch it. So shame on you because I'm not going to want to watch SmackDown now. Nope. So I could just go on your website and watch the highlights. Monday night was awesome. Rumble was awesome. I feel like they're... They're starting to listen to what people actually want with the feud with Owens and and uh, Ambrose. Putting the belt on Kalisto is really cool. So they're starting to give smaller guys a chance. Overall, I would give I would give them an A simply because I haven't seen the wrestling community online this a buzz about wrestling in a while. And to not give them credit where credit is due would just be wrong because they're the reason AJ Styles is in their company right now. And that's, he sold out all of his merchandise that night. And like you said, he's got the most downloaded theme music on iTunes and YouTube. So other than SmackDown, which I'll let go for now because it had AJ Styles on it. I think it was pretty decent week for them so they need to focus on keeping that momentum going yeah that's what my hope is to keep the momentum going i'm gonna give it about an a minus i'm gonna go a little less than brian i was upset that we didn't have the brock lesnar on raw i felt like he needed to be there to carry on that white feud but it is what it is i don't want them to swap from the controversy that they're having controversy is a good thing as eric bischoff once said controversy creates cash That'll do it for this week. We're going to stay tuned for the rumor show that we have coming up. This week, we're going to be covering all the latest rumors in WWE and out of it. The injury bug, as we talked about earlier, is starting to claim a lot of victims. Will it ever end? And another Daniel Bryan update is coming, as we seem to do every week. But this one could be one of the last ones, because he may be done with WWE. We want to thank everybody listening to us on Match Sports Channel and Power Station FM. If you're listening to us online, you can catch us at wrestlingoatsradio.blogspot.com. While you're there, check out all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+. And you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Just type in Wrestling Goodness Radio. Give us a subscribe, give us a like, and a comment. We would greatly appreciate it. And as always, if you have any comments from the show, you can email us at wrestlinggoodnessradio at gmail.com. We'll be glad to get in touch with you and figure out uh, getting your questions in. For Brian and for myself, Anthony Hammett, Wrestling Guns Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC. We'll see you. We'll see you.